This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what you're about to listen to was part of my recording with Ronnie Jr. from the Randomly Ronnie Jr. YouTube show. Um, this was from our Queerest Folk recap of episode eight. So if you don't know, I'm always recapping an episode of Queerest Folk, the American version from 2001. So Ronnie was my special co-host. I always bring on a really exciting and fun co-host to join me. But we, of course, are obsessed with the Real Housewives. So I call this the Queerest Folk meets the Real Housewives conversation. So. If you're a Real Housewives and Queer as Folk fan, you're going to absolutely love this. If you're just a Real Housewives fan, you're going to learn a lot about who we think, uh, you know, really did well on the Housewives and maybe who missed the mark a little. And of course, we gush over our love of Ebony K. Williams and just how wonderful she is at being a mentor in the media space. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And Ronnie just asked me this question about, um, would I support a controversial LGBTQ public figure? So I give the example of Todrick Hall. And this is where the conversation picks back up. I hope you enjoy it, everyone. You asked about if a queer person stepped out of line. I guess one example to, in my mind comes, someone who comes to my mind is Todrick Hall. Mm, and that's a great example. Yeah. And I really like his music. I like his individuality, his artistic expression. Um, and I never really understood why people were really like, they're like, he's a villain on big brother. And I'm thinking he's on <laughs> reality TV, like yeah. um, playing a game. I mean, you think that we have to be genuine on big brother, but again, was that because he's an easy target because he is a queer black man, were people as outraged when Richard Hatch on Survivor was the villain? I mean, actually, he is gay too. But um, <laughs> like, yeah. were people as outraged when? Um, I'm just trying to think of an example. Were they outraged? Well, um, you said uh, we. I think we talked earlier. Jax Taylor, you know, yeah, wonderful villain esque reality star. But like, yeah, like, yeah, and people are mad for sure, but. It is sometimes like certain certain situations get judged way harsher. He's such a wonderful example. Um, 
I remember seeing one his his show like a uh, straight out of Oz, I think it was called, and it was fantastic. Oh yeah, that he's album's so, incredible. He is so, right, isn't it actually really good? He's so talented, but he definitely does jump out the window sometimes. And so you're put in a situation where you're like, do you hold like this blind support because you're like, oh, this is somebody within the community, or do you, or should you be like, you know? No, he needs to be very much held accountable. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I think there is room for the nuance. For sure, we keep talking about nuance. But the grace, I feel like sometimes when you look at the big picture and you're like, oh, this person misstepped. But it's like, damn, I mean, there's enough challenges. Do I need to pile on? And you're right. Uh, the public um, mob mentality is so so difficult like well i don't even know why people weigh in on things all the time like get like get a life <laughs> i mean <laughs> like i always say when you decide right like yourself ronnie when you decide to become public like i'm a public figure mm. my social media is public i posted a video that now is like our top trending video on tiktok of over four hundred thousand views and it's lisa oh, nice. Rinna. it's lisa rinna and i um talk about her being on um tapeworm in American horror stories and like just showing that clip and people, you know, the majority are so happy, like excited for her. But of course there's some people who say, I can't believe none of you knew she was an actress. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But I also think <laughs> that some people, um, they put too much stock in social media and they 1, really think percent. that their voice needs to be amplified and they need to mm. critique um, but I will even say with this, this is going to be, I'll, you know, say that what happened with Ramona, um, not being allowed at BravoCon, I do have a question, which is, um, are you allowed to ever spell out a racial slur or are you going to be canceled? Um, I probably <laughs> would not want to even be in a situation yeah. to ever get into that space. But um, if you're talking about just like the cancellation process, I think for her, she gets the opposite of the grace, you know, and probably rightfully so is that she's misstepped 10,000 times. So at some oh, point, true. even if it's been an overcorrecting by the network or whatever the case, like she's had a lot of chances. Um, is she a great yeah. character? Sure. But I mean, I don't know. The whole situation is a, is a lot, but I just feel like, yes, people, I wish they could utilize social media a little more, not up to the minute because the problem is everyone's up to the minute and they're not getting the full information. They're not getting the backstory mm -hmm. and you know, they're trying to, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm somebody who started working in broadcast in 2002 and I just still bask in those times like even though there were some different and more difficult issues with uh what is the term people use uh gatekeepers you know like would there be as many like great wonderful queer podcasts you know you know now we have the ownership to do what we want to do but sometimes i miss the old school way with the gatekeepers because it was it was kind of special you know where everyone who made an opinion sort of was in the business they put blood sweat and tears into the business they studied it or they honed their craft now it's like anybody is making an opinion and some of them are doing it on the basis to go viral and some of it ruins people's lives in a way so it's kind yeah. of a lot going well on. and this is what i want to say like i don't think you know i don't think racial slurs are right or ever appropriate but like with ramona why are people 
I'm going to say it like this is a hot take, Ronnie. Why oh. are they? Why <laughs> are they surprised? <laughs> like, why are people saying I can't believe Ramona did that? Or like, oh, right. what I don't like is that they've gaslighted. They gaslight Ebony. Like Ebony told us all this. Yeah. Like, hello, you didn't listen to Ebony because she's a black woman. Like, yeah. point blank. Like, first of all, why is it that? And this is where I agree with Ebony. Why is it that Bethany had to amplify Nene Leakes when Nene Leakes was saying all the issues for years? Well, I'm no fan of Nene Leakes's performance on the show. I never thought she was actually that talented. Kenya Moore showed her up immediately. The show didn't start till season five, but that is neither here nor there. But yes, those issues. Remember how we were talking about Grace a second ago? Those are the issues that I do 1000% have Grace for because it's like, you know, that is a lot to go up against, you know, in terms of, yes, do I think like what I have ever casted Nene Leakes? Has she ever made me la laugh? Never, not once. But at the same time, when you feel like your voice is not being heard, like that is a rough one. So when Ebony in that article, you, she used some strong language to convey Bethany's not going to be the one to, you know, put my uh, opinion out there. And it's always like such a big reaction. But it's like, well, were you listening to Ebony to begin with? Is, is well, really. First of all, Bethany gets... has said the same thing about people. She's like, Andy's not going to be the one who talks for me. I mean, Bethany does the same thing that Ebony's doing. Mm. Like, yeah. how many times have we heard Bethany say, you know, her and housewives are not going to speak for me? I mean, we should <laughs> never have someone speak for us. Like, that's yeah. where I agree. Like, Ebony is saying no one should speak for you. Like, your honesty and your voice should be your voice and your narrative. And but I will say this. Um, thank goodness Ebony's voice is being heard because people are seeing, oh, Ramona, if anything, um, the season that Ebony was on with New York, it really showed that the viewers, a lot of them were uncomfortable seeing the housewives that they loved called out for not having racial awareness mm -hmm. and listening to Ebony's points. So, yeah, I, I don't think, think I don't think Ebony had an off season. I think she showed up. Like I had yeah. watched her, uh, of course, a couple of interviews that she would do when she was with her, her initial book, you know, would be on the breakfast club. She mm -hmm. did the show with Joe Budden on, on Diddy's revolt network. Um, and then a hundred years ago, she did black Hollywood live, which was the sister network to after buzz, which is where I was at. Um, so I of course knew of who she was, but I never necessarily knew all of her work. She showed up that season. I just, I feel like when it's all said and done, her tagline said it all. I have to do two times as much to get half as much. Like she said it in the tagline and every element that we're seeing still uh, verifies that like that. She, st she stated it. And then now we, we continue to see it. So to her, like, I feel like, you know, I hope like people really reach out and support her because while it's weird with Ebony, cause no one really, because she's such a winner and like, you know, rebounded really wonderfully with the the show and on Byron Allen's network, there's almost kind of like a, Oh, she'll, she's fine, but she's fine on the basis of what she did in terms of the way she was like treated in that situation. It's still there's, where's the apology? <laughs> you know? Well, that's I don't know the thing who, is yeah. um, Luann kind of implied that um, like, 
so many of the women implied that Ebony brought them down. And it's like, where's the apology, Luann, for you, you know, gaslighting Ebony? Like, where's the I, apology, Ramona? Where's they just can't take accountability. I just don't understand. And a lot of that is because they never had a reunion. And I well, agree. I think that was one of the worst decisions. Worst decisions. This is why I said I like the new era of Ro Real Housewives in New York, Roni, because there's different ways to create compelling content. That season, I just don't feel like you should put it all on Ebony. There were so many different elements. You lost uh, Bethany. Well, I guess that was the year before. But you you know, you know, you lost a superstar. But they lost Dorinda. And they lost Dorinda. You lost these really strong, successfully uh, successful, uh, you know, uh, characters to the to the to the equation of the show. I but think Dorinda also, would have been really interesting with that. Yeah, movie. pandemic, the the options to film vibrant New York weren't really there, and then the world was being looked at a little bit differently during that time. So I don't know how you blame one character for creating that um yeah maybe that like i said seeing her career slowly grow maybe there's a little bit of a bias but i had no expectations when when ebony did the show but let me tell you watching that season i was like she showed up like she didn't she didn't she didn't do extra in my opinion she was yeah. she wasn't extra but she really oh. got uh looked at negatively yeah and i think that what's wonderful is when ebony was on here she said how much Sonia showed up for her and Sonia continues to reach out to her. So like there is a, I still think what would be, a, I think the fans would love to see. I know I would love to see if Ebony, um, I think it would be great if Ebony and Leah had a discussion. So I don't, I wouldn't discount that. I think that there could be some. That means we'd discussion. have to listen to Leah. We'd have to listen to Leah talk. Oh gosh. Her podcast is actually good, Ronnie. I like her podcast. Oh, God. I was one when she had that amazing first season. I was like, no, this this can't be this can't be you but guys. She's can't. a very she's a very. Um, I think Leah is very insightful when it comes to like the culture she absorbs. But again, just you're not everyone is meant for, you know, being on reality TV. And like well, I, I thought, questioned how I would be on reality too. True, true, true. Well, I thought I heard through the podcast rumblings, you would know. I thought I heard that there was even a look for Rachel Yucatel to get that position that Leah eventually got. Rachel Yucatel should have got Real Housewives of New York. And my other casting choice, I just got to say it since we're talking about Real Housewives of New York casting. I've always thought the city's Olivia Palermo would make such such a good real housewives of new york character that I'll, i that is that is my two cents <laughs> yeah i mean i still am pitching for ebony to be in the new roni like the next season i think could be really interesting how um, about her own show how about a i don't want to use the because the show already ran a new version name it something differently uh name it uptown girls or something like that um oh which is one of the things i actually loved about um ebony's season 13 because like the harlem candle company like i actually yeah. would purchase stuff from the harlem candle company at the sugar hill marketplace because i lived up there for so many years for about four years so a lot of what yeah. we were seeing that she was showing the ladies was like very much what i was already familiar with so anyways a blood sweat and tears uptown girls kind of successful women 
like just rocking out Harlem, I think would be the show. That's I what I would like would, to see. I think we would need white collar women. Like if we had white collar professions, which the housewives are not, they're not, most of them are not white collar professionals. Like mm-hmm. Ebony's a lawyer. I think I was even saying to Ebony, we needed her with a professor. We needed her with mm. like a CEO. Like I think, nice. I agree. I think if we had like the upper echelon of women, it's not financial, but education wise who match Ebony, that would be compelling TV in my opinion. Like her and Dr. Acefo, like <laughs> having more of, you know, um, I'm trying to think from other casts, but uh, Beverly Hills doesn't really, in my opinion, have that uh, kind of education caliber. Um, but I mean, even Dorit could actually be interesting with her background. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I think you're right. I think Ebony needs something outside of Bravo. And I'm sure she's working on it. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. On that note, this is great. <laughs> A good queerest folk meets reality TV discussion, Ronnie. So mm-hmm. how can everyone follow you? You know, how can they listen to you? All of those things. Yeah, most everything is uh, located centrally through randomlyronniejr.com. If you're on Patreon, do the keyword randomlyronniejr. If you're on YouTube, the keyword randomlyronniejr. 